It's Tuesday, February 16th, 2010. I love working for the people of Indiana, but I do not love Congress. Bye bye Evan Bye. Super trains for China, not so much for the U.S. Freeways cause heart attacks, plus wacky weather for the Winter Olympics. All of that and much more straight ahead. I'm Brad Friedman of bradblog.com. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of green news politics, analysis, and snarky comment. Not to criticize the IOC, but on future Winter Olympic host city applications, you might want to add the question, does it snow there? Great, now you tell us, Stephen. This is your Green News Report. Today's Green News Report is brought to you by Velvet Revolution's StopTheChamber.com campaign. It's time for we the people to fight back against the corporate cash laundering operation that is the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, especially following the recent Supreme Court ruling allowing unlimited corporate cash in American elections. Please sign on and donate to StopTheChamber.com to help the citizens take on the unapologetic corporatists. Yes, it's your democracy. It's time you use it or lose it. Visit vrsstopthechamber.com today. Okay, Desi Doyen, we're keeping an eye on the Olympics where they're having trouble getting quite enough snow up there in Vancouver to run some of these events. Well, actually, now the problem is too much snow. The weather is still erratic in Vancouver for the 2010 Winter Olympics. Today's downhill skiing events on Whistler Mountain were postponed due to lack of visibility, and tickets were canceled for some Cypress Mountain events because rain has made the viewing areas unstable and unsafe. Rain in winter in Canada on the mountains. But, you know, that whole climate change, global warming, Thing. That's just a hoax. Pay no attention to that. All right, what do you have for us today? Senator Evan Bayh, Democrat of Indiana, announced this week that he would not seek re-election to the Senate in November. There is much too much partisanship and not enough progress. Bayh is rated the most conservative Democrat in the Senate, helping the Republicans stall President Obama's legislative agenda, including comprehensive climate and clean energy legislation. Now, on the one hand, this frees up Bayh to vote for climate legislation without having to worry about his re-election prospects. Uh, yeah, but what about having to worry about his post-Congress prospects uh, when he goes to work? work for these guys. You mean don't let the revolving door hit you on the way out? Yeah, really. I'd love to see him uh, vote the right way for a change now that he's not beholden to these guys, but I suspect he's going to work for these very corporations he's been supporting for so many years in, in the Senate. Other countries aren't, aren't waiting. They want those jobs. China wants those jobs. Germany wants those jobs. They are going after them hard, making the investments required. That was President Obama in Tampa, Florida last month, announcing $8 billion in funding to upgrade the nation's rail system. But a recent report shows the U.S. investment pales in comparison to China, where the government is employing laid-off factory workers by building 42 new high-speed rail lines set to open by 2012. To compare, the U.S. has just one high-speed rail line scheduled to open in 2014. That's the one connecting Tampa to Orlando. A new comprehensive study from the Public Interest Research Group shows it's feasible to connect all major U.S. cities with high-speed rail by 2050. Check it out at our website, greennews.bradblog.com. And somewhat related, living near a train station could help some people avoid foreclosure. A new study examined three cities with high foreclosure rates and found that the chances of foreclosure are higher for neighborhoods dependent on cars. The reason why? Well, the price of a gallon of gas doubled between 2000 and 2008. Researchers say the record highs in 2008 hit homeowners in far-flung car-dependent communities especially hard, and they couldn't afford the additional financial pressure of the high cost of just getting to work. 
And if you live near a freeway, you may be at greater risk of heart disease. A new study from UC Berkeley and USC indicates that people who live within 100 meters of a freeway have double the risk of developing heart disease known as atherosclerosis, the hardening of artery walls that leads to heart attacks and strokes. While the risks of air pollution from auto exhaust in relation to respiratory diseases is well established, this is the first time anyone's made a direct connection between pollution and hardening of the arteries. So have you given us a clever case here? You've talked about high-speed rails. You talked about the fact that uh, if you live near a train station, you're going to save a lot of money. Your life's going to be a lot happier. And if you live near a highway, you're going to be a lot less healthier. Just what are you trying to say, Desi Doyen? Well, you know, 1.5 million people in Los Angeles County live within 300 meters of freeways. That's a lot of heart disease. Time, ladies and gentlemen, for new rules. The organic dairy industry is booming from high demand from consumers. So this week, the U.S. Department of Agriculture announced some new rules to ensure that organic dairies are actually organic and abide by regulations. Up to now, the regulations were, shall we say, uh, loose with lots of room for interpretation. The new rules establish legal definitions and strict requirements for grazing in actual fields, on actual grass. Nothing about the cows living next to train stations or highways? No, nothing at all. Okay. While the Bush administration pretty much ignored the entire industry, last year the Obama administration suspended the organic certification of one of the nation's largest dairy producers for violations. And finally, an update on ClimateGate, the hacked and stolen emails of climate scientists at one of the world's premier climate research institutions. An ongoing forensic investigation into the hack shows the hackers were located somewhere on the east coast of North America and shows that they repeatedly accessed backup email servers over a six-week period, going through thousands of emails as far back as 1996, but only a tiny fraction of the emails were released, indicating the hackers sifted through to find only those that appeared to cause the most damage to the scientists' reputation. Senator Inhofe have any experience with hacking? Hacking emails? I'm just saying. Read about that and much more at our website, greennews.bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyle. And this has been your Green News Report. <laughs>